Welcome to the Trinity Western Chapel podcast. As a vibrant part of life at TWU, Chapel creates opportunities for us to engage with God's story of redemption in Jesus Christ through His Word, prayer, and worship. We're glad you're listening and hope that you encounter God's heart for you and the world. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Jeff Gamash. I'm the director of athletics at Trinity Western University, and we have the opportunity to be leading chapel today. So. Just really thankful for the opportunity. Wish it could obviously be in person, but uh, I hope that you will be blessed by the testimonies that are shared and, and the conversation that we have today around the idea of overcoming challenge and the hope that we have through Jesus Christ in the midst of that challenge. So with me today, I want to introduce them. We have three senior athletes uh, from a variety of teams. So we have Caden Gamash. Caden, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey everyone, my name is Caden. I'm on the men's volleyball team here at Trinity. I'm in my fifth year. I grew up in Abbotsford, so just came to university just down the road, and uh, I'm in the education department. Awesome. Jen Kitts, tell us a little bit about you. Hi, my name is Jen, and I am on the cross-country team and then also the track team. I run the 15 and the 800 on the track, and I grew up in Burnaby, so also didn't go too far from home to come to school um, and I am studying human kinetics. Fantastic and finally Jared Fontaine tell us a little bit about yourself Jared. Uh, yeah uh, my name is Jared Fontaine and uh, I'm from Humboldt Saskatchewan so I I did move far away from home. Um, yeah I, I play on the, the men's hockey team and uh, I am studying corporate communications or was I don't know. We're in the process here of graduating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So uh, last year, exactly one year ago today, uh, much of the world kind of came to a screeching halt, and that included the world of sports. And in many ways, uh, sport has been one of the one of the few things, especially with crowds and traveling and all that kind of thing, that has uh, really changed, looked really different. So, Aiden, I know you were with the men's volleyball team. You were in Winnipeg. Uh, you had maybe been there for a day or two for the national championship. You were the number one team going in. Uh, you were, I think, expected by most to, to re repeat as a national champion. And all of a sudden, that all changed. So just walk us through kind of that 24 hours, the 12 hours leading up during that and, and then coming home and, and what, what that was like. Yeah, so... 
I think we got to Winnipeg a couple days before everything happened. We met a float in on a, either a Monday or Tuesday. And then the Thursday that everything shut down, like waking up that morning, I don't even recall like knowing anything about coronavirus, COVID. We might have been discussing it as something that was going on in China or Italy at that point. Um, but then basically that that morning we woke up not knowing anything. And that night we were flying home. Like it was probably the craziest 14, 15 hours ever. So we we woke up, we went to our our morning practice at the gym at uh, University of Manitoba. And then that was when they told us we're not we're not gonna be having any fans at the event. And we were all just like, what is going on? Like what is coronavirus just like everyone else? So people are like calling, calling their parents, saying like they're at the airport, like, don't come, you can't watch. Oh wait, you can come. Now they're allowing parents. Now there's only 50 people in the gym, all those conversations. And we're like, still at this point, we're like, there's no way they're going to be canceling this tournament. Like, what, what is the, is this the flu? All these questions that everyone is, was having. And then we came back to the hotel, we're eating, we ate our dinner. And then we just went, we're goofing around in the pool. And someone came in when the, with their phone was like, the NBA just got shut down. We're like, what the heck? Like, what is going on? Then it was Tom Hanks has it. And it was just this chain reaction. And we just all were like, sitting in the hot tub with our phones like what is going on and then still at this point though we're like we're already in winnipeg there's no way that we're in winnipeg like there's no way they're going to be canceling this no to our knowledge no one in winnipeg had, had the coronavirus or anything like that so we were still like i don't think anyone at that point still thought the tournament could have been canceled and then we were we walked we did video in, that night maybe around like eight or nine and our coach got pulled out of video or like a stretching session or something like he got a call and he just left, which was, was super weird. And at that point, I think we were all like, Oh boy, that that's not good. And, uh, and then we just, we were sitting in this room stretching for like an hour and a half and it was just pretty much quiet. Like there's all this nervous energy, like what's going on. And then our coach came in told us tournament's been canceled. A lot of tears, obviously for the, especially for the seniors, just knowing that that was going to be our last chance at, uh, just our, our last weekend together as a team um and so we hugged it out and and that was that then everyone kind of flew home uh that was still the last time like it's kind of weird to think that was the last time I saw our seniors because they went they were they're all out of province and they all went home and our coach even told us like two three weeks we'll be back at the at, in Langley training like we didn't think it was that we just thought okay this is some fluke thing we're going to shut down for two weeks and then we'll be back we'll be back training next month and obviously that never happened and those three guys are all playing in in Europe now so which is really cool but it was just such a such an anticlimactic way to end a really awesome season like like you said we were the number one seed going in we had a ton of confidence and so yeah one of the most emotional nights of my life for sure looking back just it was crazy how everything lined up with that being one of the craziest days for I mean everyone in the world but also for us just being that was our 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 big weekend that we've been working for for literally the whole year so a lot of emotions but looking back uh yeah just crazy to think about how those two worlds collided and, and that was the outcome yeah no I, I mean I it was similar for me we were we were flying to Calgary to watch the women and I'm getting on the flight and people are phoning me is this still going on what's going on you get on the flight, you land, yeah, still going, oh, yeah, no, no fans. And then, you know, by nine o'clock at night, tournament's canceled. I, I still say to this day, 
That was the most expensive Earl's dinner I've ever had. I flew all the way to Calgary, had dinner at Earl's and flew home. So I can totally empathize with you on that. So, I mean, we could, Dan and Jarrett, you could obviously tell us at least something similar to that, but we'll, we'll keep moving here. Um, Jen, just tell us about what training has been like, you know, last spring through the summer, this fall, with all the different restrictions and everything, what's that been like? Yeah, it's definitely been a roller coaster of a, a lot of different things. Um, kind of like right when it first went down, I guess a year ago, it was kind of like a halt on everything. I was like, okay, we'll stop for a few weeks. Everyone will do their own thing. Um, for our team, we can run, thankfully, uh, without um, being inside. So we could still do a lot of our training. There was a period of time where tracks were closed, but for the most part, we've been able to at least do the physical aspect of um, training and running. Um, it was kind of always like, oh, okay, we'll stop for two weeks and then we'll regroup and we'll start again and races. We'll, we'll do races in the summer because we compete all through the summer as well. And then I was like, okay, now the races in May are canceled. Okay, now the races in June are canceled. Okay, but it's okay because August is still coming. And then it's like, no, the Olympics are canceled. And then, um, yeah, just slowly just watching like you, we kind of kept like pushing our goals back. Okay, we're training for a race that's a month from now. And then eventually it was like, okay, like we're not training for anything right now. We need to just kind of reassess where we're at, reassess like why, why are we out here running? Um, and just kind of looking at it from the big picture and trying to figure out, okay, like we don't, we don't know what's coming now um, by the time that all of the fall races have been canceled. Um, and then our track season got canceled. And so it was a lot of just like waiting around a lot of, um, just training, but not really know what we're training for, uh, which I know has been quite exhausting for myself and, um, for a lot of people. So yeah, just kind of trying to deal with those emotions, um, from a training perspective, uh, it's been a lot of training in smaller groups, which is not always fun. Um, there's people on the team that we have interacted with all year because they're not in our training groups. So that's been uh, created a really hard dynamic for our team in some ways where we're just, we are very separate, but also within our training group. So for myself, I'm with a bunch of the distance athletes. Uh, we've also grown really close because we have so much time together and we have had so much time to just bond through the emotional ride that this has all been. And it's been really cool in the sense that we've all kind of been going through the same thing at the same time, whether or not. Um, we've been able to do time trials or race against some local schools or like not even allowed to train at all. We've all been in the same place at the same time, which has been a really unique experience. And I know even just like talking to people on other teams and stuff and just like, it's kind of brought in all the different teams together in some senses because we like, none of us are competing. Um, we're all struggling with different aspects of training and stuff, but in the same sense, we're all in the same boat. So yeah, that's kind of just an overview of what this season's kind of looked like for us and training wise. Yeah, I can imagine without having that kind of what you're aiming for, right? In athletics, you always kind of have this, there's this target there and you're, mm -hmm. you're training for that. And then when that keeps moving, it's I'm sure very kind of like this high and low and high and low, and then it's not even there really. And okay, now what am I even aiming at, right? So uh, Jarrett, uh, this is your 
this year last year, but it was also going to be an extra exciting year for the men's hockey team because it was going to be your first year moving from the college level to the university level. So we had this kind of real buildup for the last three years kind of coming to this year. So I'm imagining that was maybe some extra disappointment with that, but just walk us through your kind of own personal journey with, with some of the disappointment that came, came with this year. Yeah, like you were saying, this is supposed to be the year that we, we go into U sports, and I think just for myself, um, I I like really worked hard to to get recruited by a U sports school, uh, CIS at the time, and uh, no school wanted me. And then uh, I ended up coming to Trinity Western, and I just never really thought of it was like it was ever going to come to fruition. And and then you know we we had to bid for to get into the league and. Uh, I, I was even fortunate enough to be at the AGM meeting and um, be a part of like, you know, our pitch to get, to get approved. And, and then we ended up getting approved. I remember getting a text from Barrett and just being like, Hey, we're in, we're in. And it was just super exciting. And, um, and even last season, like it was a lot of the talk, I think Barrett had to like um, almost torn it down sometimes because um, s- some of the guys were, were graduating that year and wouldn't be playing U sports, but he was so excited about, um, U sports and, and, and moving into that league. And, um, and that's what, what like we were, we were even like that season last season, which was one of our best. And like, we were just so dominant because we were pushing too for, for, for the competition that was ahead. And um, yeah, when, when the season went down last, last year, there it was like, okay, we'll recover and then we'll, we'll, we'll be playing. But um, uh, as things started to progress, you started to realize like, Hey, this is, this is not going to happen. And then um, it just kind of got shut down in November there. And I think that's, that's when it really hit me. And that's when I think like my motivation and uh, my drive really went down. I'm like, here I am part of this team and, 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 and I'm a leader of this team. And, um, but, it, but like, it's, it's over for me. Like, it's like the, the like we're not training towards anything like you were saying earlier like jen was saying we're not really training towards anything just training and for me that was very hard because um a lot of the things that i like about hockey is not the training aspect it's um getting out there and actually just playing and having fun scoring goals um you know making nice defensive plays or whatever and so that was like from a sports perspective very hard but like i think along with that um anybody who's played on team sports, um, the whole bonding aspect between the team um, was really lost this year um, with, like Jen was saying, working out in small groups and and not being able to get to know teammates. I think that's an area that I didn't really realize was so like crucial to my like own mental health. Like um, just, I was able to have surface level, you know, relationships with some of the guys, but I just couldn't get to that deep level. And I think that's where I, I thrive and um, like bus trips, like long eight hour bus trips and um, meals with the team and just like rooming with guys uh, on the road that that's kind of where those, where those relationships are built and you really get to know um, who a person is and like what, you know, makes them tick what they care about. And I think uh, as a leader, I felt pretty helpless um, to help guys out or even just like pour into their life. Um, because wasn't really given the chance um, to do that because of all the regulations. And, and that was really frustrating for me. And then also on the flip side, um, like 
I, I need that myself. I need that relationship. I need that um, interaction with other people to, you know, feel good about myself and to uh, just enjoy my time. And that wasn't there. I'm just kind of stuck with my thoughts. And I think a little bit of an anxiety started to creep in. And um, yeah, I think just reaching out to God and um, praying and just asking for peace for myself was really the only thing that I could, I could do. And um, yeah, I think there's just a lot of uncertainty uh, I had just around the whole situation. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Would it, would it be fair to say that the kind of community aspect of sports, you didn't really realize how much, how important that was until it was almost moved. It was kind of gone. And then you're like, wow, like I, I, I didn't know. I, I kind of knew that this was a, a part of it for me, but it was really emphasized as it was taken away this year. Would that be a fair comment? Yeah, I think, um, like, and I think one of the worst parts, too, is, like, we were almost there. You're like, hey, you can come here and, you know, play the sport, but, like, go home right after. Like, don't interact with each other. So it was kind of like, oh, we're almost there. Like, hey, oh, no, but we can't, right? So it's kind of like this awkward tiptoe situation where you're, like, it's almost, like, tempting you for, a relationship and then eventually like after a while it's like it just became like almost normal it was like okay like i'm not going to interact with you i'm not going to reach out to you because i know that we can't get together and they don't want us to get together like it's just yeah um that was really frustrating for me and then now it's like i don't even you kind of move in towards like oh i don't really care to get together but you're like somewhere along the line you just lost that drive to it's almost a defense mechanism because you're like, I don't want to keep going to something that I know I can't really like taste, but I'd rather just not even tempt myself. Like, and, yeah. and it's like, except the temptation is not even really a temptation. It's something that's really good for you. And yeah. that's what I have found so difficult about this is that, that COVID and all the restrictions have really removed something that's wonderful for us. Yeah. You're trying to tell people not to go towards something that's wonderful. It's just not normal human behavior. So yeah, that, that has been, that's been really, really challenging. So I know you're all senior athletes, uh, goes without saying it, obviously that it's, it's been a disappointing year. It's not, it's not been the year that you kind of like dream about when you probably come in as a freshman. Okay. I can hardly wait to my senior year and I'm going to get to do this or that. And I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to be a leader on my team and I'm going to be able to um, play this role or that role. Um, so that goes without saying, but what have you done to try and cope? So maybe Caden, we'll start with you and then we'll just go to Jen and then back to Jarrett. How have you tried to cope with some of this disappointment and, and, and frustration? Um, at least for me, like uh, the coach, our coaching staff and, and our team has just been awesome. Like I know obviously there's so many disappointments about this year, but I feel like our, our team was one of the, like as far as volleyball teams across Canada, we were actually able to do a lot more than, than most teams. Um, many teams across Canada never got together once this year and we've been able to, um, you know, with a lot of social distancing and restrictions, obviously, but we've still been able to train. So I, I've just been really thankful, honestly, to be able to, you know, at least we're out on the court. Like I, there's a lot to be disappointed about, but there's also a lot to be thankful for. And, uh, for me, just coping with it, just been to go out into training and just enjoy every minute of it. Uh, thankful for the opportunities that I've had to continue to play and obviously we've had tough 
conversations with with your coaches and with family members um but at least for me i've just tried to take in all the blessings of this year and uh, try not to dwell too much on all the disappointments even though they're obviously there yeah and you bring up a good point like every sport has been impacted differently one because of kind of where your team is in the trajectory towards some of your long-term goals but also just because of the sport so a sport like volleyball there's a bit more social distancing anyway so some of the restrictions that you've had have not been say as as excessive as say hockey or basketball and 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 that so it does affect us differently for sure Ben, how about you how have you what have been some of your kind of coping mechanisms and ways that you've made it through yeah, similar, very similar to what Caden was talking about, um, just like looking at the blessings and looking at the positive things that are coming out of this time. Uh, we have been able to do some kind of time trials, so races against the clock, which has kind of given us a little bit of something to work with, which has made coping a lot easier. I think for me at the beginning, I kind of just tried to just like full on be positive, like, okay, like we're all in this together, like it's going to be okay. Like at first it was kind of like sad and I was like, no, we got to push through. But then I think I started to realize that I needed to actually let myself feel the emotions that I was feeling. And I was kind of just pushing them away. And I was like, not really recognizing the fact that my senior year was basically taken away from me. I was kind of just like, oh, it'll be okay. We'll get through it. So I think a big part of coping for me was allowing myself to actually like let those feelings out and um, start having conversations with coaches and uh, family members and just friends and stuff about how I was feeling. I think that was a really big uh, coping thing for me. And then, I mean, I'm very thankful. I had a lot of people just point me in the direction of God and just um, remind me um, kind of why, why I'm competing, why I do this sport and yeah, just the blessing that is in my life and uh, who God is and, um, that my identity is still rooted in God or is rooted in God and is not rooted in sport and uh, accomplishing something in my last year just because it's my last year. So, yeah. And by the way, I did hear that you ran your fastest time ever this year. So congratulations. So Thank you, you. It, as much as you didn't get to do it against other people, I just wanted to point that out. I, I heard that from your coach the other day. So congratulations on that. Um, Jarrett, for you, what were some, I mean, you alluded to some of that before. Um, what were some of the ways that you got through it? It was really hard. Yeah, I think um, just one thing about the hockey team here, um, like Barrett has always been like a heavy culture guy. Um, some Sometimes he'll uh, just like do a lot of team things and, and some of it uh, is pretty ridiculous, but some of it was was like he just kept trying, trying and, and putting together um, little fun events. Like at our practice one time, he like – created his own currency called B bucks. And we like um, basically competed for these B bucks. And like, if you scored goals on other teams, you would like um, steal some of their B bucks. And, uh, and then basically we had an auction after that, like we had a little zoom auction and, and people won prizes. And so like Barrett was, has been doing events like this uh, in, uh, in the fall, we did a, a 30 hour um, sport marathon. Uh, which was pretty insane, but it was also like the, you know, the, the best moment of the year. Cause we just got to like, just compete um, kind of all over the mainland here. And uh, like we were, we were swimming um, in a lake uh, with our, all our clothes on and, and it was just exhausting, like stuff like that, like just like crazy things. And, 
and I think just like I think Barrett uh, uh, did a great job of of like leading us in that and just like even through it all just like making sure that we keep Christ in it and Christ-centered um, and he's always been like that um, throughout my five years uh, the culture has always been um, Christ-centered and so I think that really helps just just doing those things and like you know, however ridiculous it might be at sometimes, um, just being with the guys um, as a group ha- was really nice um, from a relational standpoint. As far as just like, you know, with the Zoom classes and um, just kind of glued to your computer all day, um, it's it was nice to just be roommate be uh, rooming with um, with Joe Sylvain on the hockey team. Um, yeah, he's like my best buddy, so. Uh, it it was good to just have like uh, chats together. I think just like honing in on those relationships um, was really big for me to um, just discuss, you know, the coronavirus, and then also discuss like, hey, what's what's happening, or how do we keep our focus on God through the coronavirus? Um, like, you know, should we be taking more of a stance? Should we be more content and just accept what's given to us? So I think a lot of those talks just helped us kind of like work through. Um, what's happening to us because uh, as I was telling you earlier Jeff um, it's just like some days you wake up and you look at social media or whatever and you're like what the heck is happening in the world today like you're just like you're like what's gonna happen next every day you wake up and you're like what the heck just happened and like just when you think like nothing more crazy could happen another like the, the, even just like the whole like Black Lives Matter movement all all these things just like are just piling up of just like crazy things like the, the riots and um, yeah. So like, just like having like a close buddy to work that work with through that with, and also just like um, we're both uh, marrying two girls who are our best friends as well. So we, we kind of have a group, we call ourselves the square and uh, just uh, that square, I guess it was really like a solid rock for me uh, and for us just to um, yeah, just a safe place to be and. And like I was saying earlier to you as well, Jeff, um, just I think the the safest place that I and and best co- coping mechanism that I had was just laying down, closing my eyes, and just like asking God, "Hey, can I have peace in this moment?" Like I think that's what it came down to because it seemed like every time I got out of bed, it was just chaos. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a that's a a great word for us because you're right. Everything around us seems like chaotic. It seems crazy. And um, when we have God and when we have a good group of friends, um, that goes a long way to being able to survive that. So those are some great takeaways. Well, hey, we're coming close to the end of our time here. So I just thought um, before I kind of wrap up with a, a word of scripture, each of you have been here for five years. You're graduating in like a minute or less, kind of what is your time uh, at Trinity meant to you? Uh, what are you going to be taking away? So, Caden, we'll start again with you. Yeah, for me, again, I just feel so blessed to have been given the opportunity to be on the team for the last five years. The things that are going to stick with me, like, yes, the, the moments on court and the, the um, team success, those are probably going to fade away, but the relationships that I've been able to make, those aren't, and I'm I'm just really happy to be uh, leaving this program with just five years of amazing friends and great coaches. Um, and I'm sure um, most athletes will say the same. It's just it's such a cool uh, environment 
to be in when you're all going for one goal, you're all working and interested in one thing, whether that's track or hockey or volleyball or whatever your sport is. Um, and regardless really of the team success, just to go uh, into a whole year, dive in for one common goal. And even this year, we haven't been able to have really any games, really any competition, but uh, the fact that I'm leaving and every day this year, I've loved coming to the gym. I just think, uh, it's just such a blessing for me to be have been able to be in that spot, and I'm really thankful for for the time I've been able to have. Awesome, Jen. What about for you? Yeah, it's definitely been a ride. I didn't know what to expect when I started five years ago, and it's crazy to think that it's been five years uh, since I began. Um, but yeah, I'm taking so much from my experience here. I've, uh, as Caden was saying, the relationships that and the friendships that I've made with teammates and coaches and um, peers are lifelong friends and people always told me that would happen when I came to Trinity and I was like oh, I don't know maybe but it's the experience we have had here at Trinity I'm so so blessed uh, and I've learned so much to learn how to work hard I've learned how to um, be a good teammate I've learned how to um, be a good student and yeah I'm just I'm very blessed and very thankful and gonna miss this experience so much. Eric? Yeah, I think for me, I came in for, you know, the sports, and the education, the friendships. And, and the biggest thing is that it, I came out of it with the relationship with God. And like, that's just a miracle. I, in my first year, had a conversion. And um, and then over the, over my five years, I was able to just be mentored by like such good people, such good teammates, um, Caleb Denham, Derek Kirchner, um uh, Dirk DeWall like those guys they just poured so much into me and also like Barrett and, and the coaching staff and just building those relationships was just like truly special and and showed me how I should be treating other people that maybe uh, don't know Christ yet or, or 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 are in their early stages I think it just really it was nice to have that five years to work on that and and develop how to mentor other people um, through the mentorship that I was receiving uh, and then also just like a bunch of great memories I mean it was kind of it was obviously sweet to, to win a few championships. So um, that's always uh, uh, some good memories that I can carry forward. Yeah, for sure. So I kind of, I, I love community. I like being around people, but it, to some degree, I think I took it for granted. And in the middle of all the, the thorns and the disappointments and everything of this, this past year, community has really kind of shone out in how valuable that is to me. And so I think my challenge for anyone listening to this today is what is your, what has the crocus been for you from this pandemic? As you look back on it, let's not let this year kind of go to waste. What is it that God has kind of drawn your attention to and said, hey, maybe in all the, all the crazy busyness of normal life, you missed out on this. But now everything kind of slowed down. Lots of stuff got stripped away. And then there was this. And so for me, that has been community. And that's kind of what I've heard from you that the, you know, the community here at Trinity has been such a rich environment for you. And even though this year it looked different, um, it's certainly something that you will take away. And as we close, I just wanted to go with this, this final uh, scripture from Isaiah 40, verse 25. It says, to whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Ask the Holy One. Look up into the heavens. Who created all the stars? He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name. Because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing.
Jacob, how can you say that the Lord does not see your troubles? And I think we probably could all put our own name in there and <laughs> whether it was Caden, Jen, Barrett, or Jeff, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Oh, Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. And I think we all have grown very weak and weary around the different COVID protocols this year. But he never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. This to me is a great hope. Uh, I'm so thankful that uh, each one of you were able to kind of share some of your stories, your ups and downs of this year. Very grateful for the legacy that you are leaving within Spartan Athletics and across Trinity Western. Um, I'd be more proud of each of you. So thanks for being with us today. And as we go, just let me close off in prayer. God, we thank you for uh, difficult times in our lives because it really does prove to highlight your goodness in many ways. And sometimes it's hard to find. Sometimes we got to get down on our hands and knees and go through a whole bunch of thorns and messiness in order to see it. But I think this year has done that. And we're thankful that you are a God of hope and that you are strong. And when we are weary, we can trust in you. Give us all a great day. And uh, just thanks for this chapel time together. In your name I pray. Amen. All right. Thanks to each of you. And uh, the rest of the Trinity campus, God bless. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. We hope to worship together with you soon at our next broadcast online at livechapel.twu.ca every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11 a.m. You can also stay connected with us by following at TWU Chapel and at TWU Student Ministries. Much love.